Hello and welcome to this episode of the Together podcast. As promised, we still have with us John Breeden, Director of MarTech, and refereeing uh, Alex Weber, our marketing <laughs> manager. We're going to carry on our discussion about uh, MarTech. We, we dug into sort of the basic principles last time, why and how it's come about, and some of the uh, immediate challenges that clients are, are grappling with. But we did promise that we'd look a bit more specifically at John's suggestion that you start relatively simple. That you don't have to go into it as one big thing and be daunted by the whole prospect of it, that there's a an easy way in. So, John, can you sort of talk us through now the planned approach that, that you recommend that allows clients to get to grips with this without being overwhelmed? Absolutely. Um, hi, everyone. So I think to, to lay expectations, the, the approach that I'm going through is an approach to campaigns. It's approach to marketing. It's approach to everything. Um, and I think one of the things to make clear is where MarTech fits in this. Marketing technology should be the enabler first and foremost, and it's why I'm talking about this process rather than other people, because to define your objectives as the first stage, which we'll go into in a moment, you need to understand what you've got, and the technology is there to help you do that. So that's kind of the reason I'm answering these questions and the reason I'm going through these rather than somebody else, one of my esteemed colleagues, um, it is the idea that the marketing technology is the enabler that covers it all off and gives you the insight you need. I think um, two questions crop up there. Yeah. One is that uh, I didn't realise you had any esteemed colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the second is, to, just to trail this, this, this list looks like the gentle art of the bleeding obvious yes. to, to all marketers, but there's one little uh, trick in the middle of it that I think is really interesting. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that if you chat us through where we're going with this. But there's one little thing that really stands out that we'd, I'd like to dig into later. Okay, cool. The objectives first and foremost. And when I say objectives, often from briefs that we discuss or briefs that we kind of start working on with clients, they have a set list of its awareness, its demand generation, lead generation, whatever your, your preferred terminology. It's about the number of MQLs. It's about the number of new contacts. Um, sales uh, sales qualified leads, SQLs. When I say objectives, I'm aiming to rethink that a little bit because for the board to, to really care about marketing, and often marketing is one of the first budgets that's cut because it's easy to cut marketing from uh, stuff that hasn't happened yet. But actually, the impact it has 12 months down the line is quite significant. And as marketers, you will know this. Cut marketing budget by 20% and you're going to reduce the number of leads sales have, you're going to reduce the, number, the, the revenue impact and everything else. Uh, can I just land a point here? Um and that occasionally gets trailed, but from the last recession, one of the big stats that was flying around, I can't remember the exact percentages, but the bottom line was that companies that retained their investment in marketing during the depths of the recession tended to come out of it ahead of the game, a long way ahead of the game, than those that cut back first. It, it, it is one of the great misapprehensions of, of boards, I think. It is, and I think this there's, there is research out there, um, and share the link in, in the podcast itself but there is research out there that was done in 2017 which I found really interesting and it was it was the the perception at board level of marketers uh, and marketing departments and it was actually the the um, the survey was responded to by marketers themselves and they, they believed actually their perception at board level wasn't great um, for that very reason but budgets are cut um, it, it's an easy thing from a board perspective because <clears throat> it's hard to see the revenue attribution from marketing activity. And it's always the big, the big scary thing, how do you show the value of marketing? Um, so I think for objectives, taking it to that kind of first easy step, when you look at your objectives and when you talk to your creative teams or operational teams or agencies or whoever it may be, don't just give them the MQLs because often there's so many ingenious ways of doing things it might not just be about MQLs. We've had a brief in um, about nine months ago and the brief was 
not unique, but it was rare because we were given a value. And as agencies, that's terrifying because you're given a value that you have to achieve from a revenue perspective. And how do you do that? How do you justify that? Because everything's trial and error. Um, how do you do it for a client that you've worked with for a long time? But it's still scary, and I, I completely understand that. And I think going back to the, the previous podcast where we said you don't have to tell anybody about this. You just have to include it in your thinking process. So first step is objectives. Think about what you want to achieve as the end goal. What revenue do you need to achieve from this campaign? If the campaign is going to cost you five hundred thousand pound, is it going? To, what do you need? Five million? Ten million? What? What? And is that site? Is that pipeline? Or is that actual achieved revenue? Think about it. And then from there, everything else you work back from. You know you need to achieve X revenue. How are you going to do it? The people that impact it, sales, marketing, telemarketing, and the media publishers, everyone that is involved in that has a clear definition of what they have to get to. And their advice will completely change because they know they've got a value they need to achieve. They need to help achieve. So first stage of objectives is don't just think about how you're going to get there and the strategy to get there. Think about what it is you need to achieve. And it can be unofficial. And can this also be, uh, I don't want to overestimate the amazing magical qualities of the technology that we're talking about now, but you're you're tending to sort of drift into revenue and that kind of thing. But is it now realistic to talk about objectives in in much softer terms, that if it is about moving the dial, dare I say that, uh, on awareness or some other form of measure of, of impact that you can derive from the data that you've now got? We were talking in the previous episode about the sophistication of databases now and, and the kind of in understanding of audiences that we can derive from these databases now. Is it reasonable to say that actually one of your objectives might be some measure of a better understanding of your proposition or um, a greater awareness in a particular market segment? Am I overthinking this? No, not at all. And I think it's to that point um, that, that's very relevant. But at this stage, I don't believe it's looking at those smaller success factors. I saw an example of a, a campaign that ran um, earlier in 2018, and the objective was lead generation. Um, in a very specific, very tight market, a substantial money amount of money was spent on the campaign itself. There was a lot of leads generated from a media perspective, and there was quite a complex, all-encompassing nurture flow. That What actually happened was... The campaign, there was an underlying note within the campaign itself. People didn't know this company. They didn't know the brand. They didn't know what they stood for, who they were, um, and why they should pay attention. And so much emphasis was uh, placed on lead generation. They forgot awareness and understanding of the brand. And the emails had incredible open rates. The subject lines were really punchy and hard-hitting. But it didn't answer the question to the audience, who are these people? And it failed. It failed massively because... The objective set was MQLs, it was SQLs, that's what we need, with an underlying note that people may not know who we are, but it doesn't matter, because the, the, the fundamental of every asset and everything that was done was about lead generation. And when um, the discussions happened during the strategy side of the campaign, there was, it was discussed at length about an awareness of the, the client. And one of the things that, that kind of often gets forgotten now in particular, I think, because so many companies have to be focused on lead generation, it's forgetting the awareness piece. And in this objectives, if you go down an MQL or an SQL route, you're, you're restricting the team that work on the project, whoever that may be, agencies internal, whoever that may be, to deliver a specific KPI. That, and that's what it is. It's not an objective. It's not an overall objective. But by saying to them, we need to achieve X amount of revenue, how do we do this? And asking the question of how rather than this is what I want, find a way of making it happen. 
you change the mindset of everyone involved and the awareness piece would have been brought in. 30, 40% of the campaign could have been focused on awareness at an early stage. It would have taken longer, but the result would have been far improved because by the time you get talking about proof points of the product and the solution and you get down to that detail, the audience you're targeting are aware of who you are and willing to pay attention. And that was the big fault of the campaign. So they've sat down, they've looked at their last campaign, what they're doing now, so kind of going through this planned approach is looking at how they can improve their next campaign. Got down their objectives... They're considering awareness, they're considering everything else. What's the next phase before they even start looking at this kind of magic piece that's missing? So next phase is discovery. Um, discovery is more about stakeholders, it's getting them involved. Um, you've got a lot of people that play an important part to achieving that revenue target. You've got your marketers, you've got your agency, you've got your sales teams, which are so important. And I think often it's difficult to engage with sales because... <laughs> Sales and marketing, even though they should be best friends and more like brother and sister, they work together when they have to. They kind of they, they put up with each other. And sometimes Christmas, it's everything's fine and they get on really well and have a few drinks. But most of the time, it's a little bit hostile. And that, that they've got different objectives. And I can't that, believe funny. you're saying that. <laughs> sometimes it's absolutely perfect and it's great. But I think the next phase of discovery is how do you get to achieve those things? Um, and critical things like following up the right leads at the right time, when they've achieved that right lead scoring to go through to sales or whatever it may be, however you define that, how quickly is that going to happen? Can the sales teams make use of those leads? Can they turn them around in 24 hours or ideally in like four hours? But can they do that? If they can't, then you need to put in other alternatives and backup plans because if, if you do everything you can do as a marketer and sales aren't able to deliver on their side in a timely manner, things are going to fail. But it's marketers that are held accountable because they've spent the money. So... That discovery phase is getting everyone together in a room and making sure everyone knows what's going on and lays that expectations, and that needs to happen early on. And those people need to stay as part of the campaign and be engaged throughout. That's also true, speaking uh, from the creative perspective, obviously, of, of the creative process. We often find that uh, we'll take a brief, we'll respond to it, we'll get a certain way into the creative journey, and suddenly a bunch of stakeholders will appear who haven't been aware of the campaign or at least haven't seen the creative, and they'll start to feed in and say, well, actually, we've already got something that's saying this and we now want to say that. Mm. Um, uh, so from every perspective, the earlier everybody involved can get involved and be aware of what's happening and contribute to it, the more efficient it becomes that's a good point Stuart that there's always going to be last minute stakeholders I think it's the nature yeah. and there's there's only so much planning we can do yeah but being able to turn around to those new stakeholders and say well actually our, dis our objectives was very in depth what we've done the, the data research and analysis we've done with sales and everything else has led to where we're going and when you get to that creative perspective and that implementation perspective you've almost got um, you've got the ammunition you need to turn around to them and say but we believe what we've done is right. And it's not a finger in the air. It's based on facts and figures. It changes the subjects and it changes the approach that the new stakeholders will have. Either they have more faith in what's going on and they let it happen, or they'll have completely different insight, which wasn't available at the beginning, and things will change. And that's fine too. That's part of but discovery, I suppose. Exactly. And instead, instead of being on the back foot with that, you've built out an entire campaign and strategy that's based on facts and insights, and you're armed with that information. And is it during this discovery phase that you would sit down and really look at the MarTech stack you've currently got in place? Because obviously we're talking about, like you said, not teach our eggs, but these are the steps that we go through to in order to implement an effective and results-driven campaign. 
what is it the discovery phase where you sit down you do look at your marketing stack and you do think about actually okay so this is what these tools can do for us it's exactly at that point yes um it is definitely so during the discovery you're not just looking at stakeholders you are looking at the technology to see what can help you in this um too often Marketo, for example, has integrations to LinkedIn and everything else. And if part of the outcome or part of the final implementation includes paid media with LinkedIn, why not integrate that with Marketo? It makes the media team's life easier. It makes the implementation life easier and pulls all the reporting from that into more of a central centralised location. So the discovery is about the stakeholders, and I think that's quite important. But actually, part of that should be about the technology that you have. What routes are you going to take the campaign to market and what technology can enable that? And also, what insight and data have you got that you can pull on from the future stages, from the strategy, and how, as we move in through the process? Is that one aspect of what we talk about when we talk about dark data? Stuff coming in from social feeds, stuff coming in from video views, that kind of stuff. And now we can apply metadata and that kind of thing, or interpret the metadata, and feed that in to uh, structured data analysis. Are we looking at people's behaviour on there, what they've posted, what they're commenting on, Is it, or am I going too far off track here? Um, it's, it's a little bit further off track from, from what I was saying in particular, but it should be considered. If you've got those to the technologies in place and you've got the ability to report on that, absolutely include it. If you take Marketo, it kind of, uh, the, the LinkedIn in- integration in its basic format allows you to, to publish posts um, to integrate that side of things. So instead of having <clears throat> the media activation and the reporting that goes along with it, which is sometimes manual, sometimes it's integrated, depends who you use, and um, it's about pulling that into a centralised location. So you can then start to see the people that are inter- interacting with the LinkedIn posts, also with the emails, also within the social posts that you're doing by standard, um, just as a, as a kind of basic example. But the idea is using the technology to its maximum so it reduces the human need or the, the human element of having to manage all of that and become something quite scary and quite intimidating because yeah. it's all of these sources of data. Um, and I think in an ideal world, once you get to that, then it becomes almost replicatable. Replicatable? Replicable. Replicable, thank you. Um, <laughs> once works? you get that framework in place of things that you know are working, and this builds up over time, so you're not going to suddenly switch on and say, these media channels or these publisher routes, um, these types of um, outputs that are emails and social posts and everything else but you start to understand what is working and what isn't and you build something that can be reproduced because you've already done it with the technology and it makes the next campaign a little bit easier and the one after that even easier and so on and so forth and once you've got one bit right the next campaign you focus on something else yeah so we've gone through we've got your objectives yep you've gone through the discovery phase you've Mm -hmm. got on board who needs to be considered you've understood your technology what's next so the next is the strategy and this is probably the most important now weirdly when we start a campaign and i think when everyone starts a campaign they prepare a brief and a brief involves all of the different things that the, the marketer knows what they want to do, what they want to achieve, how they think they want to do it, the elements that they've got, the budget they've got, etc. At this point, the brief is important to begin with before you get to objectives. I absolutely agree. But at this point, the brief is going to be completely rewritten because you're now building out a strategy based on all of the learnings that you've got from your objectives and discovery. So the brief was almost a fluid point, a fluid thing until you get to the strategy phase because now it's how we deliver it. And rethinking some of those ideas may be necessary not always but sometimes it may be necessary so strategy is getting all those people together especially working closely with the agency and from an agency's perspective often we don't always get insight um, and we don't always get access to some of the things that would be really helpful to us it is what it is we can't change the world it's you know we understand the the need for security and uh, 
sometimes the data isn't available. Um, but at that strategy piece, the more information that can be made available to the whole team, the better everyone can perform. They're more aligned, they can be more cohesive in regards to their strategy output. But I think that's the point of this, is that that's going to change. Yeah. Increasingly, we're seeing that we are getting access to that data. Exactly. We are getting insights now that are much more holistic and much more complete. Exactly. So that, hopefully, is, is, is where we're heading. I mean, it's been true historically. And like you said, I think part of that is actually coming from the fact that more and more marketers are now considering that in that discovery phase, MarTech has to be considered. And actually, that is where, when it gets to the strategy point, hopefully, more and more marketers are getting access to more and more data, which they can deliver to people. Absolutely. And I think the strategy piece is something most of our listeners probably are well aware of. And it, it's not something I'm going to labour on. I think... The next point I'm going to go to is the fourth stage of the approach, this, this um, six in total. So the fourth stage of the approach is KPIs. And this is the one ding, ding, that's ding, ding, in ding. the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, surely KPIs are part of your objectives, John. Isn't that the case? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you be considering KPIs in the first stage? So why is it fourth? Why have you put KPIs after objectives, discovery and strategy? Because if you go in with defined KPIs as part of the original brief, part of the first phase thinking you know what you need to achieve. It goes back to the example I gave earlier of the, the campaign that had no awareness. You believe your entire focus is lead generation. That's fine. But the objective was a revenue. The underlying objective behind all of that was a revenue or a, a sales pipeline target. That's what had to be achieved. And one of the things that, especially from a strategy perspective, you're paying teams of people, your own internal people, agencies and everyone else, to give you the best possible insight. But if the brief that's been given says, I need 300 calls or 1,000 new contacts, 300 calls and 150 MQLs, by nature you're limiting all of their work to achieve those targets because that's what you've set out in stone. You shouldn't be setting the KPIs for this campaign until you know the strategy that you want to deliver and adapt the KPIs to meet that strategy. Because it could be, and it could be that you don't want to do it. When you see the KPIs and when you see the strategy, it's it's too much of a risk and you're not willing to do it. And that's fine too. But at least you know the thinking process behind it. And you, you're kind of working on KPIs that are based on campaigns that you, you specifically have run previously taking that data from the technology that you've got. You've defined objectives that the board are going to get on board with and the senior stakeholders are going to get on board with. You've gone through a discovery phase to see what technology you have to minimise the cost of the campaign in every way possible, whether it's using existing technology, pulling data, whatever it may be. And you've developed a strategy that focuses on those objectives. The KPIs then come after, because the KPIs are about how that big, massive team of people and experts that you're paying for think you will get there through. And if you don't don't agree, then that's up for discussion. But the idea is instead of you having to define those KPIs, you've got a team of people that go away and give you what those KPIs should be. Well, there is a, um, a sort of a knee-jerk reaction against acronyms. People say, I don't like acronyms. Um, and sometimes uh, they're right. Uh, and one of the reasons they're right is because when you hear the term KPI, you think you know what it means. But if you unpick it, it's a key performance indicator. And what you've been talking about going through objective discovery and strategy is to work out what key performance is. Mm. Um, and th that, I think, is, is the key here, isn't it? Once you've dis decided what is actually the measure of success, what actually are the things that we have to achieve here, 
then you can assign a value to it and, and set out to achieve it. And uh, one of the reasons people don't like them is because it actually KPI sounds very like official. Like, okay, this is something we absolutely have to achieve. Really cool. Target. Yeah, but it's like CRM, <laughs> really good thing to have. But hey, I'm in technology. We like we like acronyms. But so. something we brought up at the beginning of this was actually going through those objective discovery strategy and KPI phases, you don't necessarily at this point have to have involved everybody. This could just be a case of you simply looking at your last campaign, going through these stages and deciding yourself that, okay, these are the types of people and this is the kind of strategy I'd be looking at in order to realise whether or not those KPIs could be realistic or something that you'd want to go ahead and do. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you could almost, once you've got to that point, restart this over, including all those people that you thought about at the discovery phase. It doesn't have to be as daunting as oh gosh, I've got to this point, now we've set these KPIs and actually it's been very unrealistic of us to do this. Yeah, and I think, I think Alex, that's a very good point. The KPIs, when you get to the final stage, KPIs need to be a little bit fluid. As, as Stuart was saying, um, and to the point Alex alluded to, they're an indicator, they're not a defined, this is what makes your campaign a success or not. What makes your campaign a success or not is whether you achieve any money from it. That's, that's the basics. You need to make money, otherwise what's the point of spending it? Um, <laughs> I think that's a good point. And then it, it, that very nicely is leading on to the last two, two kind of stage five and six because stage five and six have to work hand in hand. Stage five is implementation. It's about getting the campaign out as per the strategy that's defined, monitoring the KPIs that you've got in place because that's critical because the KPIs then give insight into stage six, which is analysis and optimization. Always build in budget for optimization because things will change. Things need to change. And the big scary terrifying thing of that is a b2b attribution model and i don't know anyone that's fully got it right because it's always different every campaign is different so why talk attribution models just keep an eye on what's going on with those kpis are you getting the number of contacts you want from your media yes are you converting those contacts and keeping them engaged through a nurture track and social engagement and everything else yes what kind of percent are you seeing 20% change, 20% conversion, 25%, whatever it may be, then monitor and keep it going. The implementation is about getting the campaign out there, but the analysis and optimization is monitoring what's going on with those. And if you see a drop-off, you need to do something about it and have the skills and resources and time to get those changes made quickly um, to feed back into your KPIs. So I think um, that's where the technology will come into place in quite a big way, because if you get... If you get enough integration sorted to meet the requirements of the campaign, that becomes done for you. It gives you a report on a daily basis or a weekly basis just to say, this is what we're seeing. Of all the results, you've got all, you've implemented all of the tracking. You've implemented every bit of UTM you can and every form goes to separate reports and lists and everything else that it needs to do. What did you say, UTM? UTM. <laughs> um, Spell it out, John. <laughs> Let's just go UTM. You're all going to know UTM. Um, but the, the idea is every, every bit of tracking you've put in place in relation to your KPIs, your strategy, and your discovery and objectives, you then start to see the pattern. And when you first start, you're going to have to give it time. But it's monitoring those patterns. So if you see a big change, do something about it. If actually a topic in your communications is getting massively increased conversion rates, why do something about it? Adjust the future conversation to mirror that topic. If that's working to get you where you need to be, do it. Um, and I think, again, as I said at the beginning, it's a little bit like teaching you how to do your job, and I, I don't mean to, but it's just thinking of it in a different way. And that's what we're trying to get. And the, the point of me being here and talking about this, as I said, is it's the technology that will enable you to do this. So if you get it right, you're not spending hours and hours 
pulling lists of different things, getting your team to work on multiple different reports to pull it together to try and give you an output. If you get it set up at the beginning, hopefully your team or your agency or whoever manages this for you is going to set everything up in mind to give you that report at the end. And that's, that's where you want to get to. You need to see what's going on with your campaign during the life of your campaign to do something about it. I mean, this is direct marketing nirvana. Coming from a, um, an age-old direct marketing background, I mean, they, we used to be able to do this with Rolodexes and teams of people scrolling through coupons coming in sacks into fulfilment houses but not to the level that, that's now possible. And it's getting that mentality, that old-school, dusty direct marketing mentality into the bright, shining new era of uh, MarTech and UTM, which I discover stands for the University of Tennessee at Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's, it's really nice understanding those stages and actually once you've gone through all of that and you have like, got to that analysis of the optimization part at the end, ultimately... If we're looking at this from MarTech perspective, if this is the first one campaign you've done since your last campaign without considering your marketing technology, once this is over and you've completed those steps, the next one you're going to do will be that bit easier. It will be that bit more manageable and you will get through the jungle that is marketing technology and realise the big difference it can have for you and your team. Absolutely. I think one of the things that we, we as a business do where possible, um, it's to try and implement that reporting for our clients. So when we're doing a campaign, we do it with them. We integrate a, a reporting suite to their different systems where possible, not always the case, um, but it's to give them that insight as they go. And I think there's there's a few um, tips and like processes, just some documentation that can help you get into that mindset, um, which if I'm happy to share, we'll, we'll figure out a way of doing it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be a huge task. It doesn't have to be a rethink your entire marketing team, your entire marketing technology structure. Just think about it campaign by campaign. See what's working for you and then start to use it once you know it's successful. Thank you very much, John, for your time and expertise. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back with more episodes of the Together podcast in due course. If you want any more information about the uh, issues we've been talking about, do get in touch with John. His details will be um, appearing on the site where this podcast is hosted. In the meantime, thank you very much again, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.